everyone, and welcome to Borderless Heritage, where cultures collide and connections thrive. Join Valeria from Nicaragua, Maite from Mexico, Che from Taiwan, and Nilu from Iran. So to recap, we all met here in Germany when we started to do our masters, and we think that our first very shared experience that we had before coming here were all these diverse expectations about this country. So when we realized that this is not limited to Germany, but to anyone who's going to travel to a new country, they had their expectations and then they realized, or maybe their stereotypes, maybe their misconceptions about those countries. And when they arrive, they realize how things actually work. And this is both ways. This is when we are the foreigners, when we are the travelers that goes to that country, but also when people come to our countries and they realize, oh, they had this preconceptions about how things work and they go to our places and they realize that things are actually quite different. So in this episode, we will talk about our experiences with our first encounter with Germany. But before we start, we also want to share with you some factors that we gather that typically contribute to having misconceptions or stereotypes of, 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 of our other countries. For example, we have historical events like conflicts, political situations. All of this can influence like, people's perceptions about a culture and its people. Then also with these historical events, it goes along with how the media cover these events. Mm -hmm. And they typically can shape the stereotypes and they can even persist over time. For example, when we talk about Germany, we all know the biggest stereotypes regarding their historical events but also how the media have, have portrayed this, like with movies and TV shows and other productions that have typically shaped these perceptions of people about these countries with uh, maybe sensationalism or maybe creating biases for other people with that particular country. And also the people's understanding about other countries is often shaped, but how much we have exposed ourselves to new cultures and for example, how our personal experience can be related with an individual person from that country instead of the entire country. So to start with this, although we all inform ourselves, like how was Germany, what happened in Germany before coming here, there are some global ideas about Germany that are maybe not entirely true. Like for example, the idea that Germans are always punctual I believe exactly. this is something this is something we all shared at first. We all thought that everything was going to start on time, everything was going to be on time. But since we live here, we don't, although they're very punctual in general, uh, it's like any other country. Some people is more punctual than others. And then uh, the train system here can get a little bit unpunctual. I think there's another story. Mm, well, I document myself <laughs> through the internet, of course, and I remember there was a, a blog that has like 100 and yeah, like uh, facts about the Germans, and I read them all. I, I like read them, and I try to learn them by heart. Like 
it's gonna be like this I need to be prepared and I remember one of them was like everyone is so tall and I'm like <laughs> oh my god I'm the shortest in my family and I'm like one meter 65 centimeters high and then I came here like they are not so tall I mean not every like could be yeah there's a few tall there's like but there's still I heard about that this kind of uh, like they have a group in the middle mm-hmm. of Germany actually this group of people they're short Oh. Like a lot of people from the north might be tall, but from the south there's a like a region in the really? black forest. I think. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The people stay there, and they are actually short men. Probably, but this is the like the fact that the, they were putting in this website, and it was so stuck in my mind because they draw a cartoon, you know, with this very long legs and the person uh, next to it uh, very short, just looking at above like. <gasps> And this is where I thought I would meet. But yeah, yeah as she said, like, they're all mixed up and there is uh, much more than the uh, stereotypes. And also, I think here now in Germany, there is a lot of immigrations. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's yeah. right. Also. It changed a lot. Yeah. Maybe in my perspective, I was uh, considering like Germany as a really progressive industrial country that is really like everything is uh, high-tech and uh, you know like really different I don't know how to express it like like the the example of trains like Deutsche Bahn and 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 the problems that we face or or maybe the way that the sites like designing sites are not user-friendly you, you can't find uh, information that easily in German website or um, how things works with papers like the bureaucracy and yes. such a things because like in Iran we we do most things by internet like emails and internet things we we're not into that like paper mail someone told me that to get an appointment in the Stadtbüro which is like the city hall mm-hmm. in Berlin it was faster to send a fax than send an email which wow. is something completely against this idea that Germany is such a, I'm putting on quotes, right? Like such a first world country. Exactly. And with so much technology, so much industry, that you will think that the fastest way is yeah. an email. Yeah, yeah exactly. And a friend was sending uh, her sick note for her workplace yesterday by post. Bible. Like, I need oh to send God. it by it's post. Really strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually. Also about the internet. I don't know how do you feel about the internet here in Germany. In the beginning, I thought, okay, so Germany should be a really high tech, technique, technology country. Yeah. So internet should work everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when I first came here, I'm like, I'm all dead because of the internet. Yeah, especially when you go out of like big cities, you mm-hmm. almost have no internet. Or you can connect to internet with difficulties. Yeah, even when you're moving, because we all live in Cottbus, which, which is like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, depending on the train, to Berlin. So when you move in the train from one place to another, you exactly. don't have signal. Yeah, you have, but you now they have, have Wi-Fi. Oh, so okay. not all of them. No, at least the one from here, from Cottbus yeah. to Berlin. Yeah. I'm like, oh. 
Yeah, thank that's you. that's really thank, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I don't really appreciate yeah. it. Well, this is basically all our misconceptions or maybe preconceptions that we had about Germany that we realized when we came here how different things are from what you imagine about a place. But after living here for I don't know more than a year and a half, all of us. Uh, there are also some cultural shocks because we all come from different cultures. We yeah. all come from different parts of the world. For example, for me, and even though there is this stereotype that Latin American culture is very sexual and very open with their bodies, the level of comfort, which is again the biggest stereotype, <laughs> but, but when you come to Germany and you realize how comfortable people is here with their nudity. And then yeah. you go to the gym and you go to the lockers and you're changing and everyone is just fully naked there. And then you go to the sauna and the normal is that everyone is naked. And even though no one knows each other, they're like having conversations. Like, oh my God. like, like if it was like a coffee place that you're meeting new people. So but how naked. But fully naked. But yeah. they have a towel, no? They, they have a towel, been. like the ones that I've been, is like the towel, you use it to put, like, you don't put your fully naked body <laughs> in the wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, in the, like, I guess it's more... <laughs> more for the splinters. <laughs> it's more for the splinters in us. <laughs> is it like women and men all, all together or I, like I they separate the gender? I've only been in the one that my gym has. So, in that one is like female and male, so it's separated. Oh. Even the, the locks, when you change, the changing rooms are separated. That's better. That's better when you are coming from a culture that we are mm -hmm. not used to that. Yeah, so at least with your gender, with the same gender, it's like more familiar to you. I you feel, feel more comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I, at this point, I've been here like more than a year and a half at this point. I'm not sure if I will go to a mixed one. I, feel, I still don't feel that comfortable. But then you have like... People from all the ages, people, they just gathering there, sitting there, enjoying themselves. Like, it's mm -hmm. normal. And at some point, as it should be, but for us, it's a completely different, completely yeah. new world. Yeah. Did you have any cultural shocks after living here? I mean, for me, I think food. I can say so. I mean, um, I don't know if you have tried this thing called potato dumplings oh. that really shocks me because they use the word dumplings and so I thought it might be like a, a, some kind of something I don't know how to explain but like it shouldn't be like this yeah have you ever had this I don't know the German words I've never had pierogi or what? Palate? no 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 they have That's the ones that look thing. like a ball yeah, a, like bowl, a bowl and they like, bake it or something. No, like, like they, they. I think they cook it and they put sauce on it. Okay. It's super weird. It doesn't follow the way that you do a normal dumpling. Yeah, or mm. the in my imagination how dumplings have been done. Uh, no, it's like totally different thing. It's a ball. There's nothing for inside of this ball. It's just a mix of potato that have no taste with maybe flour, whatever, and putting mm -hmm. sauce. On. Super weird. Like I'm so shocked about like <gasps> why are you calling this potato dumplings? Maybe it's English problem because in, yeah. in Deutsch it's in German it might be not. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are not mm -hmm. taking that word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe the translation and they were like it looks like a dumpling. Just put it like it's a dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Have you like heard this stereotype that German peoples are unfriendly and cold? Mm. Yeah, I have heard. I think maybe it is a stereotype, but I think it comes from the fact that some people is not that open. I think also the the difference of cultures, right? Like we come from at least our culture is more like you meet a person, ten minutes later you're friends already. Yeah, exactly. And then Germans are kind of more close with their inner circles. Like you have to get to know them better before you're like feel that friendship connection. And I think you can get that sense also when you are moving around. Like if you are in the public transport and see that everyone is quiet. Like there is no sound coming from there, so you're like, oh, they are cold. But no, it's, I think the main idea is respect. Like yeah. respect for other people's uh, environment. We are sharing a space, we are sharing a transportation, so they don't talk, so doesn't disturb. So it could be seem like cold, but this is respect. I feel it's respect, and I'm, I'm going to miss it if I'm, <laughs> every time I'm home. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> maybe in my head... Um, I miss the music that in the public transports in, in my hometown. Yeah. There are always like cumbias going on, some tropical music going on. Like, like the, the bus driver is playing. Yeah, the, the bus driver is making his music to make his work easier. And yeah, I sometimes miss that. But at the same time, it's very uh, relaxing and nice to have your own thoughts and your own peace of mind during your transport mm -hmm. to work. So I appreciate that from the Germans, <laughs> even if they look cool in that sense. Well, since we, we started studying here, I, I mostly was in international places. Like, I didn't um, face to that much, like, German people to hang out with. Most, like, different people from all over the world, like, related to university or even at work or something. Um, other places, but, yeah, but the German friends that I have since, like, years ago... I can say that they're uh, one of the true, really true friends that I, mm -hmm. I achieved in my life. They're so supportive, they're so friendly, they're so... I mean, I love them like a family member. Mm -hmm. So when, when I see, see these uh, aspects of German people, I'm like, maybe they're not that... Um, open to be friend with people immediately mm -hmm. but when they become friend of you they're they're your friends for um like till the end mm -hmm. feels yeah. like this they're your really true friends supportive friends yeah i think you need to like pass the dress hall you know like, yeah. like that portal between acquaintance and actual friends Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, but then you go sometimes to places like here because it's a very university city. There are a lot of student parties happening, and sometimes yeah. like these places when there are a lot of international people and there are also people from Germany, and they try to mingle with people. They're not like yeah. in their own groups. No, they they yeah, go with yeah. others and they know that it's an international setting. So yeah, I think. It falls into that that there's some people that might be very cold, very close, exactly. but their others are friendly. Maybe the fact that our generations yes. now also yeah. helps. Yeah, we have this more connection that we know about. Uh, I mean, with the internet, we kind of know what is happening around the world, no? So maybe yeah, exactly. it, it makes you open your mind before actually encounter new people. Also, I think sometimes we should like, how to say, crash the wall by yeah. ourselves, mm -hmm. it helps a lot like mm -hmm. to make friends with Germans. Yeah, that's right.
Uh, another misconception that came to my mind is I before I, mean, I didn't know much uh, about uh, how to say like the day day life of the Germans. I thought maybe they were more similar to the American culture in the sense that uh, because they are uh, in in some way to say it like wealthy they have a good uh, quality of life and they can achieve a good salary. I imagine that they will use uh, stuff very um, easy and get rid of it. Mm. And I'm very shocked that they are actually very into the recycling culture yeah, and really conscious about the environment. Yeah, I think that's something quite refreshing, like, because there's also this idea of the global north, and we come from a continent that our global north is typically the US or Canada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So having that, I, yeah, I, I get it, because it's, you feel that of people from the US tend to change their TVs each season, because the mm -hmm. new model just came. I feel like people here is, mm -hmm. okay, this is working, I'm going to continue using it, because there is no need to buy something new. And that's closer to our cultures. But speaking of our cultures, there's also the other way around. Because there are also like the misconceptions that people can have about the countries that we are from when they live. Yeah. And sadly, because we come from different contexts that is not Eurocentric, that is not uh, US-centric either, this can come sometimes with some prejudices about our countries or discrimination even, depending on the groups of people that are thinking about it. And because we are here all together making this podcast, we actually consider that it's important to encourage the cultural exchange. So yeah. people are more open to understand people that comes from other cultures and other ways of thinking. So maybe we can share like what people think about our countries. Like I talk with people that have come to Nicaragua and they have these two big misconceptions. Like the fact that they think that we have no infrastructure. I mean, to give a little bit of context, Nicaragua, it is the second poorest country in America. And yeah, there are a lot of social issues that come with it, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a proper roads or highways or so on. And the fact that I met people that think, oh, you have health facilities. Oh, what do you mean you have? And I mean, there are different regions that offer accommodations, restaurants, or some tourist thing that they are going to, I don't know, camping or something. <laughs> So they had this idea that because it's, this, it's a poor country, there is no infrastructure. Or there are some people, for example, that think that, well, as you know, America lived this colonization would make a lot of cultural and also ethnical genocides, and we lack a lot of, of our original native communities. But there's this idea that there's this whole, that's like a single homogenous ethnicity in Nicaragua. So although many people are very capital-centric, are very these groups are not that highlighted as they should be, they exist. So there's this concept that uh, because you are all mestizos, which is basically the result of this colonization, everyone is the same. There's no indigenous group. But when you go to the country, you go to certain areas, to the north part, you realize that, oh, there are these people. So these are completely ideas that, that people, when they go to your country, they have no idea how they actually work. So mm -hmm. what about you? Do you have any, maybe prejudice, maybe funny stuff that people think about your country before going, that they saw something in the news 10 years ago and they think it's still the same? Actually, I think that 
things that you said, like they think that uh, infrastructures, yeah, facilities. exist facilities in your country, the same kind of maybe. Uh, they think like um, like European might in total things that in Iran we we live in desert or we have no streets and no. Um, civilization or what so on but thanks to the amount of Iranian people who immigrate to Europe in total they started to like uh, make these intercultural relationships with people they started to get to know better like uh, how Iran is different than the way media presented that that's really helpful because this mindset that Iran is a desert full of camels that people like they don't have uh, even basic things for living was more like worldwide than today because like as i said like the amount of iranian people that nowadays lives and they they try to present their culture and their countries better really help really i i feel that it changed in comparison with like before i think the biggest misconceptions we need to think it to think to netflix <laughs> because thanks to the series that they um, broadcast about narcos every person that i know no not every person but uh, i got a lot of comments like oh yeah of course i know mexico narcos and i'm like really is that the only thing that you can come up with and it's could be actually very sensitive for some people that unfortunately had encountered bad situation in their life because of this uh, war going on. And yeah, it's very sensitive to, to, to just go straight and say like, oh yeah, you probably are an narco. Mm, don't, 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 don't assume that that could be the, the case. Uh, but also, um, I try to take it with humor and always end up in a in a in a in a good note, saying to people that yeah, this is what um, the TV series portray, but the situation is quite more more complex, and and we try to thrive on that. No? Do you feel that those TV shows it, like gives more this idea or romanticization of the narco, like because I remember when they released this. Narcos with Pablo Escobar, there were mm -hmm. people like, but I admire him. He mm -hmm. gave money to the poor, although he killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could end up in that situation. I remember I ended up watching the series. I didn't watch it before, only until I came to Germany and people keep mentioning it so much. I was like, I'm not into series, you know, everything eh, that end up that takes more than uh, four hours to see. Like, mm, if it's not the Lord of the Rings, I'm not interested. <laughs> so I, I watch it because I was curious about how it was portrayed and it probably does actually. It probably give them like a, 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 a way to sympathize with them. And it's like, mm. what about Taiwan? I'm actually thinking about this. Um, so first of all, ask you, you guys a question. Do you know actually what's the name of our country? I know it's not Taiwan. Yeah, it's not Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So like our actual full name is Republic of China. Yeah. Anyway, but like we call Taiwan is actually the name of our island. But usually we would just call us Taiwanese. And uh, a lot of people mix it. Nowadays, because thank of China, everyone knows Taiwan. But like before, like 10 years ago, a lot of people mix us up with Thailand. Oh, 
Uh, actually, that happened to me once when I'm doing my, I think a year ago, I'm doing a assignment or something, and we need to do a like a, we need to do a record of, of a like a PowerPoint to like do a presentation, and I'm, like talking about because every professor asked you to do something about your own country. So okay, I do I do one. I did one. And I think there's a feedback from a classmate. I'm not sure is he or she my classmate just say like, oh, I know now I know something about more about Thailand. I'm like, this is <laughs> so oh my god, god. It's, it's really weird. I mean, I'm pretty sure I say Taiwan not Thailand, but I, I think before it's really easy to mix it up. I actually don't know why because, yeah. And nowadays, there's a new one coming to me. I think it, I it's kind of interesting. So my mother language is Chinese, Mandarin. And oh, actually, there are some people asking like, so which language are you using? Is it Taiwanese? Actually, there's nothing really called Taiwanese as a language. It's, uh, it's supposed to, the yeah, we use Mandarin, and they thought we might use another language as maybe Taiwanese, but actually it's not actually Taiwanese, it's also from China, so I cannot mm -hmm. really Also, talk. it's the same dialogue? No. It's different. It's kind of different, but it's not actually, I mean, you cannot write it, there's yeah. no words, it's just a, a living, like the region language from also from China so it's not Taiwanese also even though there's a lot of call, people call it Taiwanese but it should be called Hukan Hukan something mm. like that if I make a mistake you can let me know because I really don't know how to say it in English yeah I think that's the, the two I can it come into my mind mm -hmm. Yeah, it varies from country to country, from person to person, I would say. Like, some mm -hmm. people at least take the time to go to YouTube and try to find out what's happening in the country that you're visiting. There's some others that they just go with the ideas that they have already, and they just decide to travel. Yeah. So yeah, uh, well, basically, to close this episode, like we just want to remind you that some misconceptions are often based on incomplete or inaccurate information. And overcoming these biases require an open-mindedness, willingness to learn, and seeking out diverse perspectives. All of this just to form a better understanding of different countries and cultures. And well, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about how different cultures interact and how we interpret life through other people's lenses, we invite you to listen to our next episode and join us on our social media to share your experiences. What kind of misconceptions people have about your country? What misconceptions you have about a country before visiting? Mm -hmm.